Mm-hmm. That's nice. Mm-hmm. Don't be touching my lips. Right. right where your lips at. Yeah. <laughs> you got Patron too? His lip no, is got, over there. Y'all know we recording, right? right? I got well, oh. I got vodka in mine. I, I ain't gonna say the brand. See those. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Johnny Stanton. We have Reginald Perryman, Shaka Williams. This is the There's Something About Real Estate podcast where we talk all things real estate. And I forgot to tell y'all that we go by Tasari. Tonight we have with us Ebony Harrington. Yo, yo. She's been working in mortgages yes. and in compliance. And we're going to talk a little bit about that today. Be- but before right. we start that, we're going <laughs> we to talk about how this show originated, though. So this show right. originated um, a little bit based off of a conversation between Janita and Ebony, right? No, not really. All right, but explain. <laughs> what happened was I've been wanting to do the podcast. And so my pe- I wanted to originally have this growing up real estate show. So I would talk a lot to probably Reggie and to Ebony because we're all like second or third generation um, in real estate. And so, um, Ebony at one point gave me like a deadline. She was like, if you have not started this podcast, the next time I talk to you, we're going to have a whole problem. And I was like, shit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and you know, that's a good friend that'll hold mm-hmm. you accountable. For real. I just, yeah, just do it. Like, just do it. Like, however it comes out, it just is what it is. You know what you're talking about. Right. You had the connections. You are passionate about everything is lined up. You got the recipe and that cook. That, right. That's it. See? That's, that, <laughs> them the good friends. Yeah. She like, made it happen. Like, stop bullshitting. Don't do it. Don't <laughs> do talk to me I'm about like, it. I'm like, what I'm supposed to do with <laughs> that? Where can I do it? I said, do it in your kitchen. I mean, right. start, just start somewhere. Just do it. And I'm, I'm, I'm proud. I'm happy to be here. I made it. I made it to the table. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. So tell us a little bit about yourself and your, your background. Oh, my God. Y'all know my background, but... Um, <laughs> My current background or like... No, I want to know how you got here. I want your history. Oh, gosh. Okay. Well, of course, (laughs) I started off with my father, which is Ron Simpson of, you know, then with Century 21 Elegant Homes. I started off when I was a little, little girl, uh, probably about 13. I started off cleaning the bathrooms, but I was always around agents that were making money, doing things, the movers and shakers. Um, he had a very large brokerage, so I just grew up around it. Um, I, I think I then elevated to sending out mailers and doing the flyers for the, the, the people. I was a little errand girl around the office. Right. And, um, you know, every year kind of just elevated to me doing something else, doing a little bit of this, but being in the print shop and doing different things. And then one day I had went over to the mortgage side, and I, I cannot remember. I think it was Teresa Murray, God rest her soul. She took me under her wing and was like, you know what? Here, I'm going I'm to show you how to process. So she started me off with um, teaching me a little bit about processing. And everybody kind of gave me a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Um, and I just kind of got more into it more and more and more. And then I went into processing. And then I um, worked at different lenders and did post everything that you can think of, from post-closing to junior underwriting to um, let's see, right now I'm in compliance. I've done pretty much every facet. So I've worked in the VA department, uh, construction department. So I've done pretty much mm-hmm. everything. Sweet. Man. So like you the OG of mortgages. Yes. I've been, around, I've been around the block. 
the, the compliance, right. the, to me, like, it's the compliance part makes sense, I'm telling you. I was I thought about doing mortgages until I probably was around 20 years old and or maybe 23 and um your dad was doing like the training at Rockwell to, mm-hmm. you know so we could do that as well and you put together this file and I was looking at the, it was so meticulously put together like everything that she was like no I have to have everything before this is submitted like yeah. it has to be a certain way it has to look a certain way and once I have that and I was looking at it I'm like I can't do that <laughs> Yeah, back then we had a stacking. Well, yeah, back then we had what's called like a stacking order. So mm-hmm. the lender would tell you, they would tell you exactly how the documents mm-hmm. needed to be, and if you wanted to have what's called like underwriting touches, if you wanted to have the least amount, you need to make sure that what they told you to provide, you provide it in that order, so that when they go through it, they're literally looking at everything that they told you to have. So I got in the habit of of doing that. And now that we're in a, a more of a paperless world, it's a little bit easier. But, yes, we, that was a very tedious process. Part of clean package. A very clean, a clean package. Yes. all the time, right? Yes. So this is the part of mortgages because a lot of people get into, like, oh, I want to be a loan rep and this. That's, the, like, the so-called sexy part. This mm-hmm. is the real work yes. part of it. Yes. All right. Yes. When you are with a mortgage broker, that's real work. I'm not, I'm not, not, let, me, let me backtrack. I don't want to say if you're with a lender, that's not real work. But when you are with a mortgage broker, you do have a, there's a lot more that you have to do. You're not um, doing a little bit of this and then passing it on to somebody else right. to, for them to you know pick up a piece and then they do their little piece and so on and so forth. You have your hands in, uh, in pretty much all of the process when you are on the mortgage broker side. Cool. So they so they would um, so back then. I mean, I guess they do it now, right? Mm-hmm. Now where if they'd be like, well, just submit it with minus X Y Z. You know what I mean? Like, or uh, this this piece may be missing, this piece may be missing, this piece may be missing, but still submit it and let the underwriter ask me for that. Do they still do that now? Well, okay. Let me start by saying I'm in compliance, so right. I'm not in. Oh, you yeah, passed, no. I'm in compliance, so I do not submit loans or anything like Anymore. that. So I'm a little bit detached from the current process. But mm-hmm. I mean, mortgages is really just a make sense, make sense business. Mm-hmm. If you don't want somebody to constantly have to go back and every time somebody has to come back and look at your file, you take the risk of them looking and finding something that they didn't find the first couple of times. So the best bet is just to hold everything up, get everything that you need, and submit the file. That's a uh, nugget. Isn't that what y'all call it? Message? Yeah, message. Mm-hmm. I mean, because you're, you're getting pre-approved in the very beginning. And it's not like back in the day where somebody say, hey, what you make? Mm-hmm. How much you got in the bank? Okay, I'm going to write you up for this pre-approval. And that's it. No, you're, you're really getting, they're actually submitting your loan over to the lender. You're actually getting a good pre-approval, right? So if you know as a, like, why would you submit a file with no pay stubs? Like, that's crazy. Just get get what you need and submit it. Bad LO still do it. <laughs> yeah, a lot of long rounds will submit what they got and then start piecing it together. Look, they know, they know how to cheat the uh, computer, right? They know how to make the computer get them the automated uh, approval, automated approval, and then they worry about the rest of that but stuff. But that later. don't help the buyer. It, 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 helps, of, it hurts everybody. Yeah. I mean, think about work, though. Seriously. I mean, like I say, I always say mortgages is really just a common sense, makes it kind of business. Do you want to do extra work? No. Okay, so if you, if, if you go out and you do something on the house or what have you, it's easier if you can do, if all the supplies is there, everything you need is there. Mm-hmm. If you got to constantly go back, eventually you're going to be like, okay. Yeah. Like, right. I'm going to have to charge you more. Like, <laughs> come on. Right. So it's really a, just a make sense business. So what's, what goes on in the compliance world? Can you break that down? Like, what is compliance? What does that mean? Okay, so 
compliance is, everybody gets scared with the word compliance because everybody's scared of the word audit. Audit, every every mortgage broker will get audited. It's just a matter of when is your time, right? Um, and audit really is there to help you and to guide you. Compliance is basically making sure that all the I's are dotted and the T's across. That's what I do. Making sure that the policies and procedures are in place, making sure that all of our employees know what those policies and procedures are and that we are following them. So that when we get audited, that's one thing that they're going to ask. They're going to ask, hey, where's your policies and procedures? What are you doing? Are, like, for instance, if um, something goes on with a file and you suspect that there's fraud, what procedure do you have in place to basically say that you've done your due diligence? To Like, I can say, I, well, I looked at it. I, I reviewed it. I called the bank. I did everything. This is what my procedure is to the best of my ability, to prove that it's not, it's not fraud. They want to see that. What What is your policy and procedure in regards to um, even safeguarding your documents? How do you store your documents? Are, are they in a box? Are they locked away? How do, how do your loan officers store their laptops? All of those things are part of compliance. So oh, that's important. Yeah. Especially so said, with identity theft and everything. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. You do said you, something happened to a loan, right? I mean, it happened with a happens to loan something like somebody doesn't make a payment or something. Okay, let's say if somebody didn't make a payment, so then they may dig a bit, little bit deeper and they may look into their employment or, you know, what have you, and they may catch something. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had a situation recently where, and in this day and age, fraud is, back in the day you see something that's cut and paste, you can see it with your plain eye, right? Right. <laughs> now things Thank are you. so... You can, I mean, really create fraud from your phone if you got the proper apps, right? right. So that's crazy. <laughs> and, and that's real. That's real. Yeah. You know, that's real. You know, but you know, the lender may call you to the car, and this is not even out. This is outside of an audit. The lender may call you and say, "Hey, we got this file. Um, what's up with it? This is our. This is what our findings are. You know, we we ran through our process, and this is what our findings are. We found that this person, th- th- this isn't right." We'll give you a couple of days. You look into it. You do your research. You can call and, and do, your, you know, your verifications. Come back. We'll have a meeting. We'll talk about it. I come back. I let them know, hey, this is what I, I did, A, B, and C. This is what I found. They're like, okay. As long as you've done your due diligence and, and they make sure that it's no fraud on our behalf. Mm-hmm. Because people are going to give, you know, people are going to submit. Or negligence. Or our negligence. Mm-hmm. It, it's okay. Same with if you get audited. What an auditor is typically looking for is fraud. Right. And they also want to make sure that you keep your documents for the proper amount of time. They want to make sure, now they're starting to make sure that, um, because when you're a broker, typically a lot of times if you don't have something, you can call the lender, hey, this file that we closed, I need X, Y, Z, right? But now they're wanting to see, no, we want you you to have this. We want you to have access to it. Right. Um, but the auditor is there really to help you and to guide you. Um, and it's st- everybody's still kind of learning in the mortgage world um, with in regards to compliance. So if you don't have the answer to something, call the state, uh, it, ask a question. Call the NMLS, ask the question. They will answer. Right. Um, with the auditors, if you got a question after fact, call the auditor and say, hey, I got this situation. Or, hey, on our website, we just had to redesign our website. Can I put this on a website or no? They may say, no, you can do this or no, don't do that. You just pick up the phone and ask questions. Right. So, so to the people that think that just because they close, so what? Ha- so somebody that thinks that we close on the loan, we got away with the with the fraud. 
Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Once it gets to compliance, uh, you may find something that you know that was that you that the loan officer missed, right? Mm-hmm. So then, what can what can happen to those individuals, or what what's the process if you find something after the loan closed? And let's let's answer that in two parts because okay. we got to talk about fraud on the loan officer part mm-hmm. and the borrower, the purchaser's part. Too, because it can be either or, right? Right. And, I mean, fraud can come from anywhere. Right. Yeah, fraud can come from anywhere. Well, typically, it's the lender that will find something that they have an issue with, um, and they, like I said, they'll bring it to your attention. They'll email you, or they may give you a call, or they may do both and say, "Hey, um, we have this file. We found X, Y, and Z. I- explain, you know, explain what happened, or explain maybe we're looking at it wrong, or you know." So you do your research, and you get back to them. Every lender is different, so every lender's process is different. Mm-hmm. Um, the last one I had, we actually had to do a conference call. Another one, it, I just had to, um, and sometimes it could just be a misunderstanding. Um, another one, we just did a phone call. I mean, we just did email, and that was fine. <laughs> but, but I'm saying if you, when you find out, mm-hmm. when, uh, so the thing is you're talking from a broker's standpoint. Yes. So we got to... Right say that too she's not because she said she mentioned the lender and a lot of people are used to dealing directly with the lender instead of the broker right but um <clears throat> what i'm saying if the lender finds that there is fraud mm-hmm. and now they come back to the broker and they say uh you know they point it out to y'all and y'all say you know what um it got bias or whatever but you did your due diligence and it actually mm-hmm. is fraud then what happens they can say we well, you gotta buy this loan back <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Right. So, and this is why you have your insurance. Every loan officer has to have their insurance. Um, us as a company, we carry insurance. Right. Um, but they can come back and they can say, you know what, we want, you got to buy this loan back, basically. Okay. So, so y'all don't go back after the person? Like, so, okay, you bought the loan back mm-hmm. as, the, as the broker. And now, but that person actually defrauded y'all as well. You know, it just happened to get past y'all, right? Yeah. So well, now, can you go back after the individual that, that created the fraud? Not going wood. I have not had that situation. <laughs> okay. I've not had that situation that uh, deep. But I have had where, for instance, let's say you have somebody who go, you, you close today, and then a week later or a month later they go and they refinance somewhere else. And they say, well, you know what, we need, we need our, we need our uh, points back. We need our, our money back, basically. Mm. You know, we have, but with my company, we have a reserve account. So everybody that comes to our company, they have to put money into this reserve account for issues like this mm-hmm. that come up. That's for anybody that gets signed up. You have to put have um, some money put up in case we have to hire an attorney or in case we have to pay a loan, you know, the commission back or whatever. Right. We do have some something in place to kind of cover that. Gotcha. Makes sense. But if you, but like I say, if ever there's an issue. Pick up the phone and just call. Call, call right. to say, ask them a question, and they will answer whatever you know issue you may have. You say, well, how do I handle this? This is what this lender is saying. How do I handle this? Right. They will tell you. They are very, very, very. The auditors that I have come in contact have been extremely helpful. Okay. 
So when you, I want to, I was back. very scared of getting audited. My very first time, I was like shaking in my boots. I didn't know what to expect because they come in and they they sat there for about a week straight, and I was like so nervous. But then they made me feel extremely comfortable. They, you know, if I didn't have something, they're like, okay, well, just get it back to me. Um, and it's kind of at the end of an audit. It's kind of like they're coaching you. This is what we found. This is what I feel like you guys could do better. This is, you know, that that's really what it is. Right. They're basically trying to keep you out of trouble. Right. They're trying to keep right. you out of trouble. Um, and like I said, there is still a learning curve. There's right. times where I've asked an audit or something, and they're like, well, you know, we don't really know. It's, it's still a kind of a learning curve. Right. So I want to go back to the policies and procedure manual. So because I know some real estate brokers that don't have policy and procedure manuals for their agents. Okay. So you're saying for the policies and procedure manual for the loan reps, the loan officers, it needs to um, specify exactly what they need to do on each file and, and the steps because the auditors are looking at that as well. So if the loan rep goes outside of <coughs> those procedures, then they can be in trouble. They can get in trouble, right. correct? Okay. Right. 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 And Makes I suggest sense. everybody have some policies and procedures right. um, in place because it's a guide to how you should operate and, and what right. basically what your business practices are. And if you don't have that in place, and somebody can say, well, I didn't know. I didn't right. know that's what we do. So, And there's companies out here that will create those for you, and they will update them for you. Right. That's gotcha. right. Yeah. I want to talk a little bit about um, running a mortgage business because I know that you have some ideas and some thoughts mm -hmm. um, about that. <laughs> uh, I don't even know where to, where to, where to, where to bring the question from, but basically, like, the company that you're with right now, how does that company run their their business? And, you know, what do you like about it? What don't you like about it? What I like about it, let me just say, for our administrative staff or the people that are in our office, and we all pretty much work remote, um, it's just three of us. Um, I think that, one, if you have a mortgage company, you have to build your team, and you have to be selective about the team that you build. Um, two, you need to have, everybody needs to stay in their lane. If you stay in your lane, you will not crash, right? I do compliance, that's my lane. We have somebody else, she handles all of our like lender packages and things like that. She stays in her lane. Um, the owner of the company, he solely recruits. That's what he does. He recruits, 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 and it, it's to the point where now it's like a well-oiled machine. So I, I strongly suggest that if you are thinking about running a mortgage company, it's very important in building your team strategically. Okay. You got to get. So, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You got to have. So you have to get lenders to sign up with you, right? Yes. So that's going to be key. Yeah, right? how, yes. how does that happen though for a mortgage broker? What's the process to get lenders? Well, they basically have, right. like, an application that you have to fill out. Okay. They want to look at your financials. They want to look. Some lenders may say, we need to see. They may look at your website. Right. They may look at, um, now they're starting to look at social media. If you have a social media page for your um, business, they okay. want to see um, what kind of loans do you close. So they may look at what's, like, our MCR report or our mortgage call report that we have to send off to the state quarterly. Right. How many FHA loans have you done? How many uh, conventional loans have you done? How many right. VA loans? So on and so forth. Um, and that's pretty much it. You know, what if they look at the. They, some lenders may want to look at the broker's credit. Okay. Um, 
the but, broker, the end, the individual, or the company. The company, the owner, okay. the owner of the company. Okay. They, they may ask. Every lender personal is different. Credit. Right, like you, yeah, your personal, you personal, personal credit. Yeah, yeah. Personal you credit. You shouldn't be doing. If you file bankruptcy, they probably credit. ain't going. You probably yeah. gonna, it's, mean, again, it's it, yeah, again yeah. mortgages to me is a make sense business. Right. Would right. you, you know, we want to make sure while you are out here selling our products. Right. We want to make sure that you are legit. We want to make sure that you have some because your assets and things like that show the character of you. What kind right. of person are you? What kind of business are you going to produce? Who are you hiring? What, what kind of people are you hiring? So they, they look at all of that. Okay. Yeah. What do you like? That, so when it comes to the company that you're with, though, um, you really <clears throat> like their programming and everything and, like, how it works. Like, what do you think? Of, like, can you explain that process? And um, I guess why you like it versus maybe someone else? Because you, you guys kind of got, like, an EXP model almost. Yes, it's, it's, it's very much like an EXP model. Um, we do charge a flat fee per loan. Um, we are for, okay. So for instance, we're charged as originators by our lenders. So if we make 2.75 basis points, then we then in turn have a comp agreement with our loan officer. So let's just say you were a loan officer with us. We are, we are looked at as a originator with the lender. So they're going to pay us let's just say 2.75. I then in turn have a comp agreement with you. Right. I may pay you. You may say, well, you know what? I want to get, I want to get paid 2.5. Okay. Right. So that's kind of how we operate, but we do charge a flat fee. Um, and we do use contract processors. We don't have any on staff processors. Um, and that's, that's, what's that? A contract processor. A, con- a processor that has their own company. They're okay. a ser- separate entity. So they do, okay. they are, yeah, they don't work for us. So do you find that more beneficial than having an in-house processor mm-hmm. or staff? Yes. And the reason why I say that is because having a processor, processors need to process. Right. They need to be able to concentrate. They don't need somebody constantly being able to be in their face and right. ask questions. A lot of times, as, as you see with underwriters, a lot of times you cannot pick up the phone and call an underwriter. I, okay. I right. never knew an underwriter. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know any underwriters? A lot of times they're like, oh, so uh, you <laughs> cannot. And that's how processors, processors need to be able to process. And it's, to, in my opinion, it's best that they are in a separate location so they can do just that. Right. And, and prioritize their day when you have, sometimes when you have loan officers in your face, yeah. they kind of control your day. I want to go back to something. So can you explain what the 2.75 basis points is on, for example, say a $100,000 loan? Okay. Well, let me do some math. You you (laughs) ain't got to give me the exact number. It's basically what you get paid. 2.75. 2.75. 2.75 is our cap. That's that's the size we go. It's 2.75 percent. Yes. 2.75 percent. Okay. So so it's similar to, um, you know, they get paid in a percentage as well. Right. I guess that 2.5 would be high as heck. I wouldn't pay nobody that 2.5 <laughs> if I was the broker. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's why you don't have no loan reps working for you. That's, you that's high. If you only getting two point seven five from the lender, you giving you only taking uh, what? No, I'm taking the quarter. No, I'm taking all the risk. That's no, well, no, no, not, not necessarily. Um, because remember that if you, what are you saying? If you were the broker, you wouldn't take a flat fee. Like, no, no, no. I'm saying if I was he's saying he wouldn't pay pay the loan exactly. reps to two point. So, so if I'm the broker and I'm only getting two point seven five from the lender, mm-hmm. I'm not going to give a LO two point five. But why not? Because I'm only, I'm making a quarter percent, but I'm taking all the risk. 
Um, no, that's why everybody is licensed. All the loan officers are, are also individually licensed. So well, who who won't have to? When you got to buy the loan back, who got to pay for it? Well, the they got a reserve a, account. Yeah, they have. They do. Well, the reserve account is only going to you know right. cover so much. They got insurance. The, the, and all, every company does not have a reserve account. That this might be right. you know our company. Um, but if you have okay, let's just talk round numbers. So mm-hmm. if you are making let's just say seven hundred dollars mm-hmm. per loan, mm-hmm. and you have and you're closing. I don't know, 30 loans a month. Mm-hmm. And you're not going out here beating the streets. You're not going out here having to go get clients. Right. You're basically, you can recruit or not recruit, but you're basically not having to do the work. What, what, why wouldn't you do that? I, would, I wish, I want to do a little bit of a, some research, but I would not believe that if you work for a lender, that they're paying their LOs anywhere near to anything <laughs> on the loan. Isn't that even that's one? that's why she like her company. I, mean, I get it, but I'm just saying, I, think, I don't think that well, a okay, let's, like let's, take this, let's take this. Let's, right. let's take this. Take this as a, take cash app, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I cash up you $100. Right. Right? You need money. I got money. Cash app provides a platform for me to do so. Right. They may take, I don't know how much they take, but let's just say they take 20 cents. Or a dollar. Let's just say they take a dollar. Those dollars add up right. in quantity if you're looking at volume. Mm-hmm. So when you say you wouldn't do that, I don't understand why you wouldn't. I would not. As a matter of <laughs> fact, I don't think, I mean, your it company may, may be super, but I don't. I would not imagine, I don't think anybody, any loan officer at any lender and lending company right now is getting out 1.5%. Well, that's why she like her company. Yeah, I, was like, I definitely talked to her about because my mortgage license. She was like, "Well, we pay this," and I'm like, yeah, "That's crazy. Maybe I yeah. should come there." Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of money. I mean, that's but good, you got to look at it from the, the leverage standpoint of that particular broker. What she's saying is, it's not a lot of work involved. You're basically getting transaction fees for everybody else's work, mm-hmm. right. pretty much, and you're taking a risk. But how often does do you have to pay out for that risk? Right. Now, no, no, now let's keep in mind thing. we are we right. are taking a risk. Right. But there are also processes put in place to protect us against right. risk. So not only on our end do we have contract processors, but when it goes over to the lender, the lender also has their processes in place. They have processors, they have underwriters. So there there's it's not like we're just, it's not like back in the day where anybody can just come in and just write along. Yeah. Right. yeah. No, it, it's not. It's not like that. And then also too, this goes back to the pro, the policies and procedures. If you are a mortgage right. broker or any company, any company, um, the agreement that you have with your employees, right. you should have a you should have a strong contract with your employees that kind of obligate them to be with your company for a certain amount of time. Right. Um, to set standards mm. so that you can. Weed out people that's not serious. Weed out right. people that only plan to come close a couple of loans and now I'm on to the... No, you, mm. you got to kind of have your, your ducks in a row. So that's how he keep his people? I understand that. Yeah. Just... In any situation, you have to create a win. If you want to have longevity and you want to have people that are with you and loyal, you have to create a win-win-win situation. Again, going back to Cash App or even Uber or um, let's think about DoorDash. It's somebody that needs something. Right. You got an entity that provides the platform, and then you have somebody that's going to do the act. It's right. a win. Everybody makes some form of money, or somebody, everybody makes, has gets satisfied at the end of the day. It's a win-win-win situation. So when you have people, if you have a win-win-win situation, why would people, why would you 
why would people? Because I don't you? think that's a win-win-win situation. Just like in a lot of the situation you just described, uh, I think some of the people <laughs> right. wouldn't agree to that, right? But I'm not I taking. I think it's a good business I'm, model, though. I'm, I'm not, not taking, doing. All I need is one bad loan that I gotta buy back. I don't that you know. But you so, you probably made that money in one month. No, no. <laughs> you know you got to do the math. How think, many loan officers do you guys have? Uh, about. Uh, let's see. Because uh, we're licensed in two states, so I have about 50. I'm going to just say about, about 50. About 50 officers. So let's just do a little math. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, Shark is a math person. Right. Go ahead, add the okay, numbers so up. Let's say the calculator. Okay, here we go. I'm just calculating. Let's say, you, let's say you have, you close 30 loans a month, mm-hmm. and you charge, let's just say, $700 per loan. Okay. Do the math. Mm-hmm. About that. That's what the that broker's getting? Yeah, Twenty one thousand. Okay, that's not bad if you don't have to do pretty much anything. Oh, you definitely did a lot. So, so that's the what thing. Did you that do? My people, what? what you set the whole the long, company the up? Long You're long the person. You did no, everything. But the business about, money is already running. Yeah, yeah, but you, you did got that. everybody wait, wait, wait. in place. All right, go ahead. Okay, are you talking about the loan officer? Or are you talking about brokerage? The brokerage, the broker, the person that is. Uh, charge that's only getting a quarter percent. You said that that person, the owner, is only getting a quarter percent, right? This no, 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 I, no. If we, are, if the lender is paying us two point seven five. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's okay, let's do some math. And, <laughs> and why they adding this up? This is the part that I like about when we talk about real estate, we talk about the real numbers, right? right. Makes sense. <laughs> because a lot of people don't see the back end. Oh, I'm just gonna go be a loan rep, or I'm gonna go be a mortgage mm-hmm. broker, or insurance Not agent. Understanding the numbers. And you don't look at the numbers like, okay, what am I getting? Because like you said, for you it don't make sense. Mm-mm. But we looking at it like. Based on the amount of work and effort, it makes a lot of sense. We're about to hear it, right? But okay. we're about to see it. So let's say, okay, we get paid. Let's say the loan, is, loan amount is 180000 okay. okay? Multiply that by 2.75%. Mm-hmm. We got uh, $4,950. Okay. Now, and I'm just, we're just talking around numbers. Let's say you pay the, the, your broker $700. You, you got Oh, so, okay. So okay. why? Because the broker, hold on, point twenty-five. Same reason why why Cash App take their money. Same reason why. Same way. No, no, no. I'm saying real estate broker uh, take their money. Well, that's not adding up to what she just said, though. No, she just said use round numbers. She just giving. She just saying seven hundred dollars. Well, he's supposed to get twelve hundred dollars off of that. But no, 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 no. What you doing? So she just said seven hundred dollars. It ain't no change. So who you getting this from? This is where. No, this is where. So we misunderstand. Something so it's 2.75 is what the broker gets, right? Then who is getting the 2.5% of that? Well, money? the loan officer can choose what their comp is. Okay, the loan officer can choose, they can choose 2%, they can choose uh, so so then if the loan officer is getting 2.5, that means that the actual broker is only getting a quarter. No, look, okay, look. So out of this, now, okay, let me, okay, I think this is the part that you are leaving out. So mm-hmm. we have at my company, every company is different. Mm-hmm. Okay, our company has like an expense account, okay. so people can put their funds into an expense account. So if you're only if we, if the lender's paying us two point seven five, and you choose, hey, I only want to get paid two points for whatever reason. I, this is what I'm choosing as my comp. We will then put money into your expense account. Okay, 
and out of your expense account, we can take care of certain certain business expenses mm-hmm. that you that we can reimburse you for. So that's how our company works. But at the end of the day, I think what you the the question that you had is was in regards to what the broker makes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's scratch all of that. Take just work off of this. If you close thirty loans mm-hmm. and you charge seven hundred dollars, what is that? That's twenty one thousand. Okay. Now. If you don't have to go out here and you, if you're all, if you're providing a platform, mm-hmm. okay, and you're not going out here closing loans, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you do that? I got a lot of reasons because we, it's we kind are, of passive. Go, it's passive income. No way is it passive income. It's more passive than other businesses. And this is it's more he passive has, than owning a retail a, store. What, what expenses does this broker have? And, no, well, the loan officer. It could be their cell phone bills. It could be whatever no, no, business. No, it, no, 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 broker. So basically, so like I know oh, you mean okay. you talk all yes, the time yes, yes, yes. and okay. like y'all well, don't have brick and mortar, right? Yes, we have a brick and mortar. We but do have y'all office. just not at them. So he got an office. <laughs> no, no, we do. No, I mean since the pandemic, everybody kind of um, started working remote and it just. I mean, yeah. we're a remote business. We are. Everybody works remotely. So he basically what he's saying out of that twenty one thousand, who else has to get paid by the broker? Me. <laughs> right. His, right. Admin, so. No, it's not all his admins. That's again, this is why I was saying have a well oiled machine. Mm-hmm. It's just I said it's only three people. Yeah, that's three people. You no. Know, who pays me for the, okay. and one other person. So, and who pays so, for the processing, the outside processing? That the process should get paid directly off of the CD. Yeah, that's yeah. separate. That's separate. That's separate. separate. That's separate. Oh, that's totally separate. But hold on. So that, the that key is that you got that process. Yeah, then wait a minute, hold up. So she's saying 30 deals. Who's to say it's not more deals than that? Oh, right, we're going, right. uh-uh, we're going the, the other expenses deals, don't change. Well, hold on. Right, that's, that, that's, right. that's right. what I'm saying. Like, well, no, how is that bad for a broker? Well, we're going to go after 30 deals. I'm going to show you why. All right. And we're just using round numbers. Yeah, round numbers, right. 21,000. You got 21,000. That's 252 a year. 252,000 a year net. And what work is she doing? A lot. But hold on. Who says a lot? That's just like, hold on. That's just like somebody saying, I don't do any work because I don't actually go out and do the work. No, I'm still working. Just because I'm sitting back recruiting, uh, I'm working. I'm 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 doing a lot of work. So, but understand this, I'm taking a lot of risk. So, but we're gonna go off his two fifty two right. off of the thirty deals that we just made. It seemed like it was a whole lot of money. And then he got to pay both his people. Ebony ain't cheap. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So this, I, I mean, I don't want to uh, count Ebony's money. But I'm just let's just say between the two people, even if we just I'm just gonna go low. Right? Okay. Take a hundred thousand off of there. Let's go fifty thousand yep. to each individual. All right. So now you at one fifty two. Right. Then you start taking off your office expense and right. any other expense you got. Man, right. you sub a hundred thousand. No, we don't well but you gotta but, keep your expenses low. That's the other thing. Oh I mean, yeah, I, I understand that. But you hear low. what I'm saying, why I, I would I, not be I, doing that. I I go hundred percent agree with you. Your daddy should have But no what I'm what I'm saying is one of the reasons he's the broker would keep recruiting is to get more loan reps to do more Agreed. loans, right? Mm-hmm. But there's other businesses that people are in that are not making a hundred thousand. We know a lot of them, right? Yes. And they're taking a lot more risk than this mortgage broker, right? But so this, what I'm saying you is, you're, com- you're yeah, comparing I mean. it. You're comparing it to. Your options to somebody else making a hundred, hundred and fifty thousand for just recruiting people mm-hmm. and running this machine. And I, and I know, I'm comparing it to, so I know uh, mortgage and brokers too. And thirty deals so mm-hmm. do, is uh, probably on the low end. Yes, yes, yes. So, so I'm, no, I'm comparing this to um, mortgage brokers. Hers is different, but I know 
LOs that's not getting any, I just said it. Like, people are not getting right. anywhere. They're not getting 1.5. A lot of them are making like 1.75. Oh, yeah. 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 They need but to like, come well, when I talk to you, I was like, you take the number, I'm like, wait a minute, they that's the most I had heard. I've never heard of that before. Well, then that's good. I mean, that's a good company. Yeah, right? but it is. I'm just it's a, I mean, it's a great, it's a great, it's a win-win-win situation. I get to work remotely. Right. Um, I get to build relationships with, um, like, like I said, auditors in the state, and you know, and MLS realtors, and I get right. to still, you know build the relationships and I work from home so and I, I went super low on what Ebony getting but you, you, you know also went low on how many deals closed <laughs> per month because <laughs> you got to keep in mind she said they got long, long reps in two states right got it right okay. so that number and can and, easily and, be 50 or 60 you know what we should have asked and I, they well, just I'll, got into it though I'm sorry I also want to say, and we're just speaking round numbers, mm -hmm. okay? Right. But there are also ways, th th there are also caveats to that, okay? Right. So, for instance, if the loan amount is over a certain, but this, again, is why you have to have your paperwork right. in, in, in your plan, in, in structure, in the very beginning. Right. It's an understanding. So, maybe, like, for our company, um, if the loan amount is over a certain amount, then that 700 may change a little bit. If you're right. talking about a million-dollar property, then it may change, okay? Right. Um, so there are ways. It, the math works out. Trust I'm just me. trying to understand where, where you. So he's char oh he's charging 700 flat fee. So he's not even getting that quarter. So where's the 2.5 coming in? At? I mean, where's the rest of the money? I'm missing it. So yeah, am, I, am I saying something wrong? So the 2.75 that they're getting. So I'm I'm assuming that he was getting that quarter percent. But you saying no? Nah, he not even getting the quarter. He just getting a flat seven hundred. You can have a, a, charging a flat fee. Oh, okay. Yes, and you charge. Yeah, she hasn't fee. said what the fee and, is. And, right. So, right. so there right. is okay. So then, with our company, we do also have an admin fee, hmm. which is I think it's point up. Point eight seven five or something like that. That is also charged. There's an admin fee, but the base fee that we—if you say you want to get paid two—if we get paid two seventy or two point seven five—and you say my comp agreement with y'all is I want to get paid two point seven five. That's what we're going to pay you. But out, out of that money, you got some fees that you have to pay back to us. Gotcha. Okay. So that might add up. That can add up. Yeah, yes, it does. It, the, the, it, it adds up. Look, Listen, there's real estate brokers out here that only charge three ninety five per transaction, yeah, and they still running their business. Right? Three ninety five adds How up. Successful yeah. Are they? I mean, for them it works. They don't. They don't offer office I guess space. They don't have. Right. We don't offer. Yeah. yeah. So there's yeah. certain things we do not offer office space. But if we have right. somebody who needs to come in and meet with a client, we do have. They can come into our office. They can sit in my office. They. I mean, we have areas right. for them to come and meet with clients. We have areas where if they need to, you know receive a package or whatever. Right. But our our expense, our overhead is low. Gotcha. Our, we keep our overhead extremely low. I'm Everybody's responsible for their own bills. Everybody has to pay their own credit report right. bill. Everybody uh, um, has to take care of their own um, re license renewal and things like that. So right. everybody is, we don't really do any training. However, we so have wait, lender partners the, that offer the training. The loan rep is paying their own credit report bill versus the broker. Absolutely. Case, they have their right. own separate bill from us. They have, right. like, sub-accounts under us. So it, it sounds like basically what it is is they're getting a, a larger uh, share of the pie, but they're covering more of their own expenses. Right. All they got to right. do is close 10 deals a year, the, lo the loan rep. Man, I'll be the loan officer before I was the broker. In that case, all I got to do is close ten deals of, uh, at, same, at the, the same one. Well, that's like with EXP, right? That's like with EXP. Why would you? 
it, it's a, again, it's a win-win-win situation. If you can, and you can, with our company, you can recruit under uh, under you. So if you say, you know what, I got my license, but I want to put me together a team, and I want to, I want to solely just train my team. Mm-hmm. Then you then can make an agreement with your team in regards to how much you're going to take mm-hmm. off of what they make. Mm-hmm. So it's a win-win-win situation. Why would you? Once you take on, because I'm not gonna lie, I mean, having to sign right. up with lenders, and every year you have to renew with the lenders. Yeah, yeah. No, oh okay. yeah, no, I'm, right. I'm, I'm, yeah. It is, it, it is work that goes into Definitely. it. Don't get me wrong, and yeah. I don't want to. Uh, the the owner of the company, he does work. Having to sit and try to recruit and yep. you know pay for marketing and things like that, it it's work that goes into right. it. But he he does his part. I do my part. Right. He, he brings people on. I keep them there. Right. It's, it's simple. It, it's, and it, it works for everybody. It, it works for everybody. So why would you? Why would you leave? Why would you go somewhere? If you're getting everything, I wouldn't be there. I wouldn't be him. So mm-hmm. I, if I was y'all, I wouldn't go nowhere. But if I was him, I would have to think about it. <laughs> yeah, but, but again, I gotta I gotta see the but other you, numbers. But you, yeah. gotta, she's trying to be discreet. But apparently, yeah. dude makes great money. The <laughs> person making good money is probably not his only business, and he's just probably it. It works, right? But it probably just don't work. For Look, you. I wanna um. Because we're going to wrap up here in a, in a minute, and I want to um, wrap up. we just getting started. I know. <laughs> we got some important wanna, ones. Well, go, what, what you got? I mean, the, the question about, um, so you, you, this is on here. So the question about, um, so have you ever seen two people with identical Files. Like similar files. Mm-hmm. Similar so because files. it's don't fit, she thought she been basically in. Uh, oh, she not in yeah, she in compliance. It's been a while since I had yeah. process alone. But I right. want to know where you, what you're moving to her because, like, I talked to. Oh, no, but she used to do loans. Hey, you can talk about it from the experience. Ask me the question. Let me, yeah. let me see. It's been a while. But <laughs> no, ask go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, I just be thinking about. So, like, you know, you're. Um, Third, you third generation, right? Your grandmother was a real estate, right? She, my grandmother was a real estate agent. God bless her soul. I found her little business card, her little Century Twenty One business card. Yeah, she was a real estate. Century Twenty One. They love Century Twenty One. Gold coats, yeah, right? Uh, that's how I started. That's Twenty One. Yeah, that's. And I know that your license, your license real. She's a licensed realtor. I am. Call I her because she gonna just call me. That's right. But, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, like I'm just saying, like you know, you you you've been around things a long time, and I know that you really really like this um, business model, and I think that you're more of a. Um, you're, you seem to be more of a mortgage person mm-hmm. than a realtor. Yes. Um, so, like, where do you see yourself going? And, like, how do you how do you see people kind of, like, upsurging themselves in, like, this industry? I think you said, how do I see people? Like, where do you see yourself going? And how can you, like, coach people to upsurge themselves in this industry? I took a, well, I took a step back from real estate and being so involved. I do, again, I do compliance. So I'm a little bit out of touch with, like, interest rates and things like that. Um, but what I did do is I took a step back and I thought about how I want to retire. I would tell anybody getting into this business, think about how you want to live and how you want to retire. That is extremely important. For me, I probably did not make the best realtor because I, for, for my life, how I want to live, I didn't like giving up my Sundays. I didn't like giving up my evenings. I didn't like... Um, it, it, it. That wasn't for me. Um, but... I think that I know that how I want to retire, I want to live a leisure lifestyle. I don't want to have to still be beating the street. And there's nothing wrong with people that do that. Some people like that hustle. Some people like that hustle and bustle. But for me, how I want to live, I'm getting ready to have my second grandchild in a week. 
a week or two. You know, I want that's important to me. So that for me, speaking for Ebony, having that home right. work life balance is important to me. I know that when I retire, I want to um, still be able to work and, and stay a little bit connected, but I want to be be able to work leisurely. I enjoy working from home. Everybody can't work from home. Right. Um, so I would tell anybody getting into this business, really determine how you want to, whatever you're in, whether it's real estate, mortgages, determine how you want to live right. and what your retirement looks like. I feel like I was able and blessed to kind of design, right now in this chapter of my life, I've been able to kind of design the lifestyle that I want to live right, right. now. And it works for me. It works for me. It works for my family, you know. And if you're a loan officer, you need to call Ebony. Yeah, hey, you know see, what? see what we can do they for you. We got, we got. And we work with, you know what, we work with some awesome <laughs> lenders, um, some amazing lenders. And, I, like, I just went to um, this event that United Wholesale had. And I would strongly suggest next year when they have UWM Live, go. Right. Absolutely go. They are a monster of a lender. They offer so much training for loan officers, for realtors, right. things that people wouldn't even imagine. It is a, I mean, they, it was, I was blown away. I was blown. I, you know, they, I've been invited previous years and I never really, you know, I get right. so much stuff from lenders that I was like, yeah, uh. but this year in particular, my account executive was like, you have to come. Like, you really right. need to come, really need to be there. And I went by myself. And you know you could have called me. I was going to, <laughs> but when I, I, I swear I was going to because I had registered some time ago. And when I went back and I looked, the registration was closed. Oh. And they have a big artist that comes every right. year. And I had, I, I, I assumed that. Well, I think it was Drake this year. I did not go back because I only it was by myself, and I was like, well, I don't really want to go back because you know in the evening that's when they you know kind of have fun and get loud. <laughs> you know, and I was like, well, I don't. But it was really. It was amazing. They had um, Tony Robbins as a uh, guest speaker. Uh, like, it was amazing. It was amazing. And <laughs> right. I would strongly suggest that um, if y'all can register next so year. So you're saying Family Union got to get an artist. You, you know what? They have, they have I don't some know time. But you know what? I already know how I want to retire. Like, I'm practicing now to be that grumpy old man. Right. And, and I want to have a bunch of F you money. Like, uh, I, yeah. can't nobody tell me nothing. Like, mm -hmm. F you. I don't need your money. I don't need your time. Yeah. Nothing. You got that now, Reggie. Yeah. yeah I think that's wanna, part of I'm just, trying to. Man, being in this industry, though, like, I like her, you know, designing your lifestyle. Yeah. I think we all have an opportunity. You know, people. If you have, if you're fortunate to be successful in real estate in any capacity, you definitely have the opportunity to design your lifestyle, and I think yeah. that was so like, yeah. You know, like, I, I, I got a like, chance you know. to sit back and see, you know. Of course, my dad has always been very successful. He right. he taught me hustle, and he definitely taught me drive. But on the flip side, I also got a chance to see somebody else and how they operate, yeah. and I have learned a lot. Um, a whole lot. And some, you know, I'm very thankful for that. Right. And, you know, again, I think just design the lifestyle that you want to live. You know, mm -hmm. opposed to getting out here and feeling like, oh, I got to do what Reggie does. Well, right. your idea of what living is may be different than what my overall is. You right. get what I'm saying? So, and I think that's what I found myself doing. And I'm like, well, let me get out here on Sunday and after church and go right around from this house. And I was like, I, I was miserable. I, I just totally did right. not enjoy it. But there's like you enjoy it. You <laughs> you love it. And it's nothing. And I she don't. do. Janita loves it. No, she, she loves like, it. And, you got a house to sell? If not, <laughs> no, just leave me well, that's, that's how I was. Call Janita. That's, 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 
that's how I was. And so I had to take a step no, back. No, it's just as passionate for the industry and all. Like, the difference between... I don't have, like, certain... So, no, I'm just getting into the mortgage side. You know, mm -hmm. I told you I just got my mortgage license. I won't be writing loans because it's not my thing. It's kind of you yeah. with having your real estate license. Yeah. It's not really right. your thing right. still. But um, it's a... it's. I have a, a, a great desire to help people... Um, complete their goals of home ownership what, or of selling their home. So it doesn't, if somebody calls me and they have a need, I feel like my, my position is to to fill that void and help them get there. So I don't, yeah. You I know, do I do want to touch on that because in real estate, I did find my niche in what I was passionate about. And that is, I love helping businesses find their location and help them get started within their business. I like that more than residential. Okay. I, yeah, I love that. It gave me a high. To what happened to the, all the um, seniors? What do you mean? Uh, um, getting p seniors settled in housing. Did uh, it go away a little bit? That was a lot of work. Okay. That, that is a lot of work. A lot of time what I have found with seniors is it, it, it it's, it's, it's a lot. Mm -hmm. Try to get them out of their house and get everything moved, try to get their family to try to help with the process. It was it was a lot for me. And okay. it, it took a personal Oh, yeah, yeah. grandkids don't want to help. Or the kids yeah. that don't want their mama to move. They're not thinking about well, their mama. They're thinking about their grandma and their mama and all that. And you also have to remember that, you know, at grandma's house, that's where everybody want to store all their stuff. Right. Oh, I got new furniture. I'm going to put but I don't want to get rid of this couch. I'm going to put it in her basement. You right. know, grandma got a bunch of stuff. And, you know, sometimes they may not want to part with it. It just was not... Um, but you know, you get out here, you try it, you see yep. if you like it. That's and some way. people love that. But yeah. I think it's to the point. It's just so many different um, levels of the business. It is. There's so many different, you know, facets of it. You can, you know, assist with seniors. You can assist with, you know, business placement. You can, yeah. you know, help people sell their houses. Like you have all these different, you know, things that you can There's do to so help people. There's so many ways to make money in the real estate and mortgage industry. Just so many different ways um to to be creative and try to make some money. And we just said two fifty, but Shaka don't want it, so it's a lot left for everybody else. Uh -huh. Well that ain't two fifty, y'all. So that's to go back to the realtor as well. Everybody that look at the net number, stop looking at that number. You gotta look at how much money you keep. Not how much yeah. money you stop looking at the gross? Yeah, stop yeah, looking exactly at the gross. Look at yeah, the I'm net. Look at the net. So um, don't look at how much money that somebody said that they um, made or brought in. You got to look at how much money they kept. Right. So we looked at the money he's keeping. It, well, I mean, well, not him, but I'm saying yeah. in that scenario. Okay. This, I'm, I'm sorry. It's, um, uh, exhibit A, which is, right. you know, how much Exhibit A is keeping off of 30 transactions a, a month, which is, you know, a That's decent amount of transactions. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe not for a, a high-producing mm -hmm. broker, but, it but go it's back, a decent amount for a single It go back to what she brokerage. said, though. Like, you got to look at the lifestyle you want and how you want to retire. Because I know people that own, like, they looking at restaurant franchises. The money they making is, like, ridiculously low. It's like, what are you doing it for? Yeah. Right? Because like, they don't and know. And you got to work there. I mean, I guess— Well, they know. I'm they just little. know— Starting out, they're not going to make that oh, much. But it's gonna how, around money. about how many deals does Metro close a month? Like Metro the office? Yeah. Probably more than that. But that's what I'm saying. So yeah. I think that the number... Yeah, the number was just... Threw, it was yeah, a really that low number. number. Yeah, yeah, like 30 and the, is the company that she is with yeah. is I mean, more just on this, yeah. like yeah. the Metro end. So I guess I don't want to leave oh, the show yeah. saying... Because I think that like Ebony... 
from our conversation, yeah. you believe in like this concept. I believe in the concept. Because you've lived in right, it right. for several years at this point. And I believe you see in the it concept. really working. Yes, I believe in the. I believe in the concept. I believe in. I mean, it, I mean, just take a step back for a second and look at the the model. It, it works. It, it right. works in any facet. Again, you take Uber, Lyft, yep. uh, Cash App. You Airbnb. know, Airbnb. Airbnb. Airbnb yeah. is all it is. Is it's it's the concept. It, it is the concept, and maybe it it may not be for everybody, and that's that's fine. I mean, it, so first of all, we know it takes money to make money. I'm mm-hmm. just saying, no, I don't know any business that gives the majority of the money that they earn to real estate uh, brokers do it all the time. Yeah. No, they yeah. don't. No, they don't. So the the real estate brokers is, is they is are giving seventy. We, we, we're going and to a whole another. How discussion. does Uber survive? I'm, I can't. This is like apples and oranges. I don't think this is anywhere near. Uh, I know y'all using that. I understand y'all, the analogy yeah. and why y'all going there, okay. but it is not anywhere near the same. Uber has and uh, uh, all these other people. They have no. Um, if whatever happens in that car, they have no. You can't sue them. They still got overhead. No, yeah. no, no, no. No, they're over. I'm talking about their um, their liability. liability. Well, but I mean? the drivers have one of the criteria to be on a part of to drive for Ubers. You got to have your car insured, right? Right. That's okay. why you have no liability. Okay, just like with us, you have to have a surety bond. You have to, mm-hmm. you know, you have to have a surety bond. Mm-hmm. Um, but how does Uber? Uber takes a little bit. The difference uh, is this: if the loan got to get bought bought back. Uh, and your insurance goal, doesn't cover it. But the goal it's is it's going to come to me, the, and then I'm going to have to cover that loan. But the goal is to not let that, not to have that happen. The goal is to be able to make. You got to wrap it up first. What you doing? Oh. <laughs> that was a um, very abrupt. So we had okay, Ebony. Yeah. Where can we find you? Tommy, because she's like uh, Instagram famous at this point. Or no, Not her. Uh, Facebook story famous. Oh, yeah. I, I will love that story. <laughs> Google me. You know, just play. <laughs> right. Google, Google me. me. No, I, I am. Uh, um, I'm on Facebook, you know. Put my name in. I, you know. Ebony, Ebony Harrington. Yeah. Wait, you're trying to say Ebony with a Hold I. Hold on, you know, that's why. Ebony with an I. Okay. With an I. That's yes. them underwriters and them people in compliance. They don't want you to find them. Like, don't find me. I don't want to talk to you. No, she's talk still an entrepreneur and her husband out yeah. here doing stuff. People got to find her. Tell, yeah. tell them what you're doing. That's outside of compliance. She still, she refers me uh, real estate deals and yeah. then her and husband does HVAC. For, for, for me, for that, for me that, that works for me to be able to refer my, you know, my, you know, I still, I get referrals all the time. Mm-hmm. That, that works for me. So just say, hey, I got, I'm not really doing anything, but I got, you know, somebody, she's going to hook you up. Mm-hmm. That, that work, that works for me. May not mm-hmm. work for everybody, mm-hmm. but that works for me. She's a great I know my limitations. Yeah. Right. I, know, I know my limitations. I know what, I can give to somebody right now. I try not to. I've, I've been in a point where I've taken on too much and been mad and frustrated at home, and I don't do it anymore. I I, I don't do it. Okay. Well, that's a wrap. Oh.